everybody, this is Gerard Fox, and the verdict is in. I want to tell you all what a tremendous, tremendous group you're doing growing the audience. We have grown tremendously, and this is a public service. There's no subscription fee. I love all of you. I want you to have a great day, and I keep looking for guests that will stimulate you so that you reach for this podcast and listen to it for 25 minutes and grow as an individual and help others. And talking about helping others, I'm really, really proud of this next guest. I'm going to read her background. Today, we're going to have Dr. Vivian Rocknian. She is amazing. She's a general implant dentist, highly trained in advanced dental implant therapies. When we talk about dentistry, some of us get a little like, whoa, man, that brings back a bad memory. I don't like the dentist chair. Some of us. This is a very cool person. She's bringing these dental services, and we'll get into this, into the world of prisoners, people who are neglected and not treated like human beings. And we talk about giving and taking care of others. Now, how many professionals are doing that? Now, Vivian earned her Bachelor of Science degree from UCLA, go Bruins, for those of you who graduated from there, and Doctorate of Medicine Dentistry from Temple, the Temple Owls, Temple University in Philly. And, you know, hey, Philly, are you in the house? She also holds multiple implant dentistry fellowships and diploma certificates from the International Congress of Oral Implantologists. There are implantologists. She has published and lectured throughout the United States and internationally on a diversity of topics related to techniques and approaches to full mouth reconstruction. And we all know how important implants are because people get very self-conscious about their mouth and especially prisoners, right, who are going to go back out into the world and interview for a job and try to restart their life. Dr. Rockneyan currently practices in her Beverly Hills office while also serving on faculty at both Mish International Implant Institute and the Department of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgery at Temple Hospital, where she lectures and instructs doctors throughout the year. Given her expertise in treating complex cases and her work across a wide array of patient issues, her patients travel from across the United States to her California office with referrals coming mostly from attorneys, other dentists, and patients themselves. Her unique approach to dentistry and experience working with attorneys makes her someone we need to talk to. And more importantly, she's a giver. She cares about people who other people in society don't think about. So, Vivian, first of all, welcome to the show, and thank you for being another amazing guest. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this so much. This is exciting. Yes, you've accomplished so much. When we think of dentists, we usually think about cleanings or the occasional fillings. How do you define what you do for yourself? I mean, some people know about implants, some don't. That's a great question. I, through my education, they really drill into our heads, no pun there, the pillars of general dentistry being drill, fill, and bill. And I wanted to do more than that. And I knew it throughout my education. And so I actually pulled up a chair and got to know my patients one by one. And um, I think that really helped with both differentiating what I do and also finding out more about bigger, deeper stories as to how patients got to where they are. Yes. And the world of dentistry is growing and changing. There are rating services, the use of technology in the the dentist's office, the uh, use of follow-ups, 
there's so many more modern techniques. How did you manage to stand out to become the superstar that you are in your world? Oh, thank you. My field is mostly male dominated. And so I knew that in approaching the whole thing, I'm going to stand out anyway for virtue of the fact that I'm a woman. And I decided, well, just standing out based on my gender isn't really going to cut it for the longer term. So I became an advocate for my patients. I made their issues my issues. And I think that really helped out a lot in both learning how to listen more so I can be part of this more male-dominated group. And also, it gave me a reason to have access to and reach out and learn all the newer products and technologies out there. Because I was cheerleading for my patients, and I needed to learn this so that I can give it to them. Wow, that's amazing. You know, we, we had a guest on who has uh, was a model, and then she went into business in the UK, and she has her own bedding and clothing line. And she was talking about, in the business world, being a woman, we promote that equality of opportunity, but you know, women have to be strong and apply themselves just like anybody else. And your story is a great one for women who are listening. Now, what excites you now? How do you keep from burning out? What do you do that is really kind of front of mind these days? My goodness, I, I feel like that's kind of the question that most dentists ask each other. So it's kind of nice hearing it from an attorney. But what keeps me excited is finding people to make whole again or jumping into the process of putting them back together. I think to a large degree, both of our lines of work have that in common. We have somebody who's made unwhole or something happened and putting them back together again and putting them back on track is quite thought provoking. I have patients who, for example, I had one who was put away for well over 30 years and he just wanted to have teeth again. And the process of making that happen and making it happen in a way that's not terrifying and manageable was exciting. I mean, the day that we put his teeth in, finally, there were so many people who participated in his case that I actually pulled everyone in. And there was a line of people hugging him and kissing and crying. And it's those kinds of experiences that make it worth getting out of bed reading about all the new technologies, reading all the latest publications, and continuing to be on the road, both teaching other doctors and learning from their experiences. Yes, it's, it's got to be amazing, and I applaud you. You know, and this is a note for everybody who's out there who has a career. There are people out there who make less money or no money who you should provide your services to. It'll be quite an enlightening and rewarding circumstance. Now, tell me a little bit about how you are working with law firms. Well, I'm happy to help out as a subject matter expert. I've been doing that for quite a bit. And I'm currently in the process of becoming a QME. With regards to helping law firms individually with pre-settlement issues, I come up with a couple treatment options that work, see what works for the legal team and for the patient. And we figure out together, logistically, how we're going to start the work, where will it be done, what some of the minimum costs are and how to finance the rest of it. Post-settlement, however, there's a whole different set of logistics to manage, mostly being for my own personal interest in taking care of my patient, getting them back into function so they can get back and move on with their lives as soon as they can. I mean, I think going through this process as a team, both as a dent with the dentist and the attorney, we want to get it done. We want to move on. And we also want to make sure that our patients can live or our clients can live happily ever after to some degree. Yes. Now, when I think of somebody who has an accident where 
there would have to be implants and reconstruction of essentially their teeth and their mouth and maybe even parts of their jaw. I'm thinking car accidents. I'm thinking construction sites in particular because I represent a huge construction company. You know, and then I start moving into the world of sports where, you know, there can be serious injuries. Do you see a lot of patients from those different areas? I do. I see them. I see kids who were on some sort of ride, like a roller coaster or bumper cars. Dental injuries happen all the time. I think what's what's not so easy to find is somebody who's trained in figuring out what exactly happened, the extent of it, and putting it on paper and creating a case that will make their, their attorney's life easier and will get them teeth back in their mouth. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we all want to be able to smile and eat. Yes, of course we do. And now let's get into the guts of this a little bit for the audience, because there's some people out there, they're missing some teeth in their mouth from some experience, and maybe they're afraid. I take it that you can have some teeth implanted without having all of your teeth be implants. Is that correct? Or maybe it's not. That is correct. There is actually, I usually make an effort to come up with at least three different options for my patient's needs. Not every doctor does that, but we come up with a couple options that suit their lifestyles. And it also suits how often do you want to come into the dental office? It's common to not want to come in. And realistically, what suits their lifestyles? Sometimes we take all of the teeth out and put maybe 11 or 12 implants in all in one session and put their teeth in. It's actually one of my absolute favorite surgeries to do because a patient goes to sleep and they wake up with a mouthful of teeth. And then there's other patients who want to keep as much as they can because at the end of the day, no matter how much school I went to, I didn't go to as much school as God did. And I can't replicate whatever our creator made for us. So I can get as close, but some patients really want to hold on to what they were born with. And I respect that. And so if you have a mouth full of implants, number I have a few questions. One, does it feel different? Yes and no. Yes, it feels different in the sense that usually your ability to chew in that area is going to be a bit stronger. Now we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the dynamics of it, but all of our teeth have ligaments around them. And so when teeth come out, you lose those ligaments. And so you don't really know how hard you're biting. So one can say you start to bite like a snapping turtle. From another aspect of it, it still feels the same in that you still need to clean them and take care of them just like you would a natural tooth. And would they, for example, if you didn't, would the implants decay in some way? Actually, the bone around the implant would start to dissolve away and the implant will eventually fall out. And it's pretty destructive. Yeah, you're maintaining the gum, the support system. That's still, you can still have root canals, I assume, or issues like that. The root canals happen on natural teeth, but yes, you it, the gums are a huge issue in keeping implants where they were originally placed and in top health and function. Yes. And do you go through what would be the equivalent of physical therapy, learning how to bite and use your teeth correctly, or is it just natural, organic? Well, we try and take as many measurements as possible prior to the surgery so we can replicate as much as we can what your bite was like before the surgery happens. And then from there, sometimes there is some physical therapy involved. I have a case I'm working on where we're, I'm teaching her face how to close not as much as before. And we're just trying to get it to open about three millimeters. 
But three millimeters is a lot to some degree. I mean, can you imagine having a three millimeter rock in your shoe all day? It kind of sucks. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. It would be a real problem. Now, you got involved with something called the Innocence Project. And for some people in our audience, maybe you can tell them first what the Innocence Project is and how you have worked side by side with them. And also, this is a shout out to any criminal defense lawyers or lawyers who work pro bono with prisoners. This is someone you want to contact. And at the end, we'll tell you how to contact Vivian because she is interested in helping prisoners feel good about themselves. So maybe you can explain how you got into going into prisons and the Innocence Project. Well, a few years ago, I think at this point, several years ago, a longtime friend and high-powered civil rights attorney reached out to me, called up and said, hey, I know you're a dentist. Do you happen to know of an dental implant subject matter expert? I said, well, mm, you're talking to one. Does that help? (laughs) So it's, you know, it's kind of funny. We know people for decades and we don't really realize what they do at work until we actually need some help and start asking around. But he said to me that he had a client and his client, unfortunately, had a lot of problems while he was put away. He wasn't supposed to be in prison to begin with. But while he was there, he didn't receive dental care as he should and subsequently ended up extracting the majority of his teeth himself using a pen. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how painful that is? I can't fathom how painful that is in the sense that it's a very common nightmare to see your teeth falling out in your dreams. And to find that that nightmare is actually more of a relief than taking the teeth out himself was just mind-boggling to me. Oh, my gosh. Let, let, let me circle that for everybody out there. You know, all this energy being spent by people arguing and yelling at each other hating on each other when there's so many people who need our help as a society, you know, where you just cut it out and you go and you start to help. And these are a group of people, when you think that there's a human being anywhere on this planet, I don't care whether they're behind bars, not behind bars, in the inner city, stone broke, living in a bad area, homeless people pulling their own teeth out, you need to pause. And I want my audience to pause. This is a pause moment. Write this down on a sheet of paper. I need to help other people more and argue less. So I just had to say that, Vivian. So continue on. You know, So you got this phone call and you worked with this one person. This is a great story. So he went on to tell me. I said, okay, well, I mean, I was out. It was a nice day. I said, wow, that's really awful. So there are thousands upon thousands of dentists between where I am in Los Angeles and where your client is on the other side of the country. I mean, there's a continent worth of other doctors in between us. Why are you calling me on this topic? I'm happy to help, but why? And he said, you know, he's having a very hard time having any sort of providers take care of him because of the stigma of having been in prison. Now, the thing with the Innocence Project is they help folks who weren't supposed to be there to begin with. And can you fathom, at that point, I had to stop and say, wow, this person got scooped up from their lives. They got pulled away from their family, from holidays, from everything else. And not only do they have to suffer and lose their teeth, but nobody will even let them come in and help out at all. And we call ourselves professionals. 
So I said, look, send all of your information over, send me all the x-rays, send me everything. Let me sit down with it and figure out what I can do. Well, Jerry, those are the famous last words. <laughs> yes. Well, but God bless you. God bless you. You took action. You didn't just turn your head the other way. So go on. This is really, this is a gripping story. It's a motivating story. Thank you. So they sent the paperwork out and all the x-rays and everything else. And this poor soul who, again, could have been you, could have been me, could have been any of our relatives. I came to learn that he took out most of his teeth himself. He would keep them in his pocket because people didn't believe him for being in so much pain. And when he came out, he had a heck of a time even being comfortable seeing his family let alone making friends or interviewing for a job or assimilating into society or even being able to eat. I think to a large degree as a society, we're responsible for taking care of each other, hopefully, but at least we're, we should use our knowledge base to help. It can't all always be about the bottom line and the last dollar, right? No, it should never be about the bottom line and the last dollar, ever. You know, I'll tell you, you know, my view in life is simple. If you give to others to take care of them, they'll come back at you in the way that it should. Whenever you're a professional and all you do is chase the last dollar, you know, you lay in your bed, and you're going to have your last breath, pretty hollow life, no gratification, no sense of helping others around you. So no, and I, I applaud you. Thank you. So this patient getting to the surgery part flew all the way out to California and uh, never been on a plane before. I picked him up myself. And I promised him, look, when you go to sleep, when you wake up, you're going to have teeth that you like. And we picked them out together, the shape and the color and everything else. And we did. And he did. And the twinkle in his eye and the way that he walked back in a couple of days later after the surgery for his post-op, it's as though he was a whole different person. And I can't imagine how much pain he went through, given it that he, I put a lot of implants in his mouth. But he was, it was like day and night. Unbelievable. I'm going to clap. I don't know if the audience could hear it. That is amazing. That's giving a person back their life. How many of us can say we've done that? Way to go. Way to go. So this is rewarding to you, I assume, when you do that in many ways, right? Of course. I like to joke that this is the reason why I traded my nights and weekends throughout my 20s and 30s so I can do cool stuff like this for people who deserve it. And have you thought about writing a book about your experiences? I'll tell you, people would buy this book. And have you written papers about what you've done, anything that someone can get their hands on? Or do you have a blog? Do you have a website? I, I have a website for my practice. It's called The Doc Rock. Funny enough, that's what my, my students used to call me when I was teaching in, earlier in my career. And then I have another blog that covers just coaching and approaching different kinds of cases, and that's called drvivian.com. So to get in touch with you, people would have to go to www.docrockrok. It's actually, I am the Doc Rock. <laughs> the Doc Rock. There we go. Perfect. There's the only Doc. one of me. Yes, the Doc Rock. So maybe so the audience can write it down. This is a moment where they're grabbing their pen and saying, I, you know, I want to talk to this amazing, inspiring woman. It's T-H-E-D-O-C-R-O-K, like the first three letters of my last name, 
Uh, you can also call my office, 213-204-3033. Send a text, leave a message. Somebody on my team will get back to you. And I'd love to chat with you guys. At the end of the day, we, we have patients and clients in common. And we have the same goal of making people whole again. And I think working together, we can actually create a level of care that's much more thorough for our respective patients and clients. And in my opinion, I think working together is both simple and rewarding. Well, I have to tell you that for the audience, please recognize that we try to find guests who are giving in some way. Our last guest was a top gun instructor, a naval pilot who, you know, in our military went to war for us, wrote a book about it. He's a giver. Doc Rock here is a huge giver. And there's lessons here about life, about going out of your comfort zone, about helping others. I have to tell you, Vivian, you are an inspiring person. You may not think you are. You know, when I think of dentists, I think of, I make an appointment, I go in, they do, you know, I had a root canal and some of a better bedside manner than others and the job is done and, and that's it. I don't, I, you know, I don't ever hear that they're out in society. Sorry to say this, but I'm sure there are other dentists that are doing things to help other people. And, you know, if a person's missing all their teeth and they're loaded and have a lot of money, they'll go to their implant dentist in Beverly Hills and work through it. And there's a lot of people who are incorrectly in prison and who are victims of oppression. There are women who are battered. You know, there are humanly trafficked people who get hit in the mouth and lose their teeth because they didn't do what they're supposed to. This is the world that all of us don't look at. And it's hopeful. I might hope in, in this in this podcast, is that these great people will inspire you. Do you want to say anything in closing to our audience? Because, Doc Rock, you are a star. and you know We should get a book out there so that people can read about you. But, but literally, anybody, you know, obviously personal injury lawyers, lawyers who represent people who are injured, unions, the sports unions, if you work for a union, listen to this, people who have family members that they know who had some type of an accident, and certainly criminal defense lawyers, I want you to get in touch with Vivian so that she can start helping in many different ways. Absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> Any inspiring words for our audience as you close out? You know, I think at the end of the day, when we look at the way that accidents happen or mistakes happen, I think what we can always agree on is that they can happen to anybody. And it's in those times where we experience it, that we really realize what the world truly looks like. And I hope that if God forbid anything happens to any one of us, that there is a safety net like what you're creating where we can come together and help each other come back together again and become whole. I think life is both too short and too beautiful to suffer. Oh, you know what? I will tell you, I'm not allowed to say I have favorite guests, but I just worry about you know, the world at large, it's good to disagree. It's good to have different points of view. It's good to be able to state your point of view. I do that in court. I wouldn't have an opposing counsel, but there's too much hatred, too much self-indulgence in your own point of view and not thinking about others and spreading love and care and, you know, helping other people, which is very important. And so Doc Rock, you are a star you're stepping out of your life and you are moving towards people who need your help. So thank you for your time. You have been a wonderful guest. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.